Hey y'all, I'm Bianca and I'm Shawnee and you're listening to Mindful BS, a weekly discussion about how we mindfully navigate through life's BS, the major, the minor, and everything in between. So you ready? Let's do it. Hey y'all, I'm Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, we were just sitting here talking about how Shawnee really hates our intro, but I don't think it, I, I don't like hate it. the intro, I just feel like it's, you know. She feel like it's, it's nice to just, you know, update shit. She's like it's played and delayed. <laughs> and I know y'all be listening like, here they go again. Hey y'all, I'm Johnny. <laughs> Bitch, I know who y'all are. <laughs> like, what, what if people don't know who we are? I mean, okay. That could be a first time listener. Wow, we didn't even introduce you yet. That's fine. Okay, anyway, if you guys Sorry. didn't know. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I turned mine off. Wow! Right. I know you're not talking. Your text, my phone is your always text on alerts. I make do sure be going on. No, they don't. Anyway, that was Have you ever heard hey, my girl phone? Jazz. We're recording. <laughs> I'll hit you up later after oh the show. <laughs> so anyway, we have yes, yes. Paige is here. That shit was dry as fuck. Yes, we were supposed to be hype. Well, you said we have a guest and took a long ass <laughs> sip of coffee. Like, where was? Did you feel the enthusiasm? <laughs> Thank you, Paige. I was just trying to fill in guest. We have a guest. <laughs> While I was taking my sip, I was expecting you to follow up with the excitement so I could come back refresh. Like, oh, do you want to start it <laughs> over? Yes. Okay, well let's start no, over. It's, no, it's, let's run it back. Just, just no, now. come on, run it back, run it back. All right, come on. So, guys, we have a guest today. <laughs> much better wow that is horrible okay (laughs) so anyways how is you ladies week how about we just start with shawnee my week was amazing that's all you got yep all right i had a really great week nothing to share nope no details to put out i'm you know queen of details here but (laughs) whatever (laughs) how was your week Paige? um it was it was a week. It was not that great, but you know, it's over. Mm-hmm. And at least you made it through. Yeah, it was stressful. That's right. But you didn't let it hold you back. No, I didn't. No. Nope. And you didn't let it keep you down. I tried not to. We got to keep on moving. Y'all remember that song? Can't nobody take me down. Can't nobody hold me down. Oh no. I got to keep on moving. Who's that? Oh! <laughs> Please don't. Wow. Okay. It's fine. Nothing. So, you guys, just okay. If you guys remember a couple episodes, well, actually, several episodes ago, we made a comment. We said, Bianca said, you know, only her friends can sit in the chairs. And we just left it at, if you know, you know. Well, basically, (laughs) if you know, you know what just happened. You know what just happened. And let's just say, Bianca could have been seriously injured. Yeah, that actually that was scary. That was scary. Okay, so since that happened, let me tell you, that happened again this week, but it ended very badly, in which I had a three-part fall, oh my and Bria was here, oh no. and she was like, Mom! Mom! Oh my God! She was so traumatized. I was okay. Everything okay. So what are we going to do about those? Because I just feel like at this point, we need Actually, to... it's just my fault. You know why? Because honestly, I really just need to take the time to screw... You were just at Home Depot. I was. It's my fault. I'm going to get my life together. Do you have the pieces? (laughs) (laughs) Pages, (laughs) pages. 
does not get done. I thought I did. Actually, we'll revisit that. I might need some new screws. Okay. Anywho, how was your week? <laughs> I'm throwing off. Um, it was good. Uh, I feel like it was very productive. And me and my homegirl had a very nice mommy-daughter date last night. And I felt good. Okay. Well, yeah. that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. I ain't got shit else to say. Okay. Well, you ready for pop culture? Yeah. You ready for pop culture? Yeah. Paige, are you ready for pop culture? I'm here. I'm okay. Ready. No, I just, no, I was making sure we was ready. <laughs> so, boom. Let me talk. So, yesterday, because this just came into the social media feed yesterday, but do you know that Kim Kardashian gets paid? A million dollars every time she posts something on Instagram. That's a real business. I know that's that's a real real business, business. but I knew that celebrities get paid to post. Okay, I'm not. So is Instagram paying her to use the use their platform? Is that what it is? Or she getting legal documents? It says that every time she posts, they have to pay her a million dollars. Instagram. I think so. Okay. I mean. See, I don't really understand that. Like, I, don't understand. I understand the sponsoring stuff, but because she's, if she's very influential, the more influential the you are, the more they pay you to post okay. because you're obviously people are following these people, which is keeping them using yeah. the app. That makes sense. But a million dollars, though? I mean, but after taxes, how much is that really? Yeah, yeah that is true. That you is know what true. I mean? That's true. Yeah, that just seems. A but it is a lot of money. It just for seems a like a little, a lot of I mean, money. I mean, it's like, just a lot of money because no one's paying like, me to do shit. Oh look, right, right that's what I said. <laughs> no one's paying me to post. Oh, anything. I took a picture of my family. <laughs> post a million dollars. Oh, I'm out to eat. Post a million dollars. Like what? I mean, at that rate, I'd be posting pictures every day. I mean, All what? There gotta be like a cap in the contract or something. Like yeah. you can only post this many times per, you know. But yeah. still, it's a lot. Oh, well, right. I mean, get your money how you can, girl. Right. That's what I'm saying. All right. And other news. Good news. So, for the first time in history, Miss America, Miss Teen USA, and Miss USA are all beautiful black women. Oh, that's beautiful. That's the first yes. time that ever happened. I would love to see, like, the image of all of them next to each other. Just looking like beautiful black goddesses. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Nice. No. I love it. That's crazy. The first time. Like, the first time and we in 2019, though. How long have those programs been around? A long time. I don't have the long exact enough, figures. Yeah. Long enough to know that it sh- this shouldn't be the first time. Mm, that's wild. But that's okay, well, though. Black ma- black girl magic. Mm-hmm. We made it happen. Congrats, ladies. Congrats to y'all. Mm-hmm. Other congratulatory news. Your homegirl, Eva, is pregnant again. Eva who? Marcel. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They said we about to get married and we about to pop these babies out. You think okay. she going to have a baby special, too? Of course she is. I just feel like once you're a part of the Real Housewives franchise, when shit goes on in your life, automatic spinoff. You about to get married, boom, what next spinoff? You about to have a baby, boom, baby special. You going to jail? What those checks boom, actually look like? Going to jail special. I don't. I don't know. Engage in any Cynthia, of that stuff. So all I know is I saw a clip where Cynthia said, "I don't. I don't get paid enough for this." <laughs> Well, I don't know because I was actually listening to Candy on The Breakfast Club and she was just basically talking about um, why she doesn't have her own spin-off show. And basically they were saying that when you're on, she feels like Real Housewives of Atlanta is the best platform and that when you do have your own spin-off, you can't put certain things on Real Housewives of Atlanta. 
So then it makes you get less time on there. So then it's a conflict and she feels like it makes more sense for her to use the brand that's already built and trying to. And that's why she, she said that's why she does her spinoff specials because, I mean, she does like to do her own shit, but at least get paid for the special, still use the global platform. No, that makes sense. And if you think about it, like, who really has, I feel like if you have your own show, that's like your entire life. You have to feel like an hour long gap of just strictly you and your family. When I could just do 20 minutes of this show, give you all the good stuff and keep it pushing. Yeah. Okay. So, um. Well, congrats to her. Dang. So, the rumor is about them being broke weren't true? I don't know. I mean, because I don't think you would have another baby if he was broke, right? I mean, that's not true. That's not true. A lot of factors could have played That's not that. true. Okay, just we could just move along. Yeah. But speaking of broke, did you see? Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Speaking of broke, Marjorie. Okay, so I guess a rumor: Marjorie Harvey and Steve Harvey. Okay, that's his wife. Yes. Okay. So apparently, some rumors were going on around that they were getting divorced and that they were also broke. Really? Yeah. All stuff he do? Right though. But then again, I it don't was know, because though. something about he took her off the deed of one of their houses that then they were putting up for sale or something like that. So, people were speculating. Anyway, don't you know how most celebrities address this? They address, they made, like, a parody video. And they had, like, Steve Harvey's son coming in. And he's like, hey, I heard y'all was getting divorced. And Marjorie like, we are? Steve like, again? And she like, yeah. He like, actually, I heard we was broke, too. He like, uh, she like, we are? He like, yeah. She like, he like, <laughs> you can't, you gonna have to take that dress off. He like, actually put a filter on it, make it look a different color. <laughs> <laughs> so we can take it back. That's cute. It was cute. That's I just like how cute. they handle the rumors or whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, literally the, watched that this morning. Oh, yeah. really? I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds funny. Yeah. I mean, Steve Harvey's pretty funny. Yes. All right. So, I know if we should talk about it, but... What? Let's just go ahead and talk about it. Can I just talk about that Taylor Swift performance on the Billboard Awards? I didn't watch it. I didn't either. I didn't watch it. I saw the pictures. So, first and foremost, y'all, Bianca aggravated as hell <laughs> because she caused me. Did you see that Taylor Swift basically tried, tried to redo Homecoming? I'm like, no, I didn't see this. What are you talking about? On the Billboard Awards. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, like, oh, I'm she like, it's all white man. <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And my thoughts are this, and then I'm gonna just shut up. At the end of the day, no publicity is bad publicity in most celebrities' eyes. Mm-hmm. And regardless of if she really, I don't know, if she could have had this planned in advance, and then it just so happened Beyonce dropped Homecoming a couple weeks ago, and it's like, well, fuck, I've been you know practicing in this for months i'm just gonna do it or she could have like fuck like i want people to talk about it i want to get clicks i want to get views i want my name to circulate in media and that's still publicity so i don't know why the fuck you sent me that link to that video because i was very pissed that i clicked on it. i'm like fuck so this review. is my thing so after i called shiny to give her my opinion clearly she said she didn't watch it i made sure that i sent her the actual video for her she wanted to me to watch it. it then she's like do you realize what you did and is this the actual video do you know how many likes this is getting do you, I, and then you made me click it so i just gave it a click now you're just making you're just me, helping me you're put doing money in her pocket. what taylor wanted me to do literally <laughs> you're doing exactly Exactly what she wanted y'all to do. I just wanted all I wanted to say is like I 
believe that music <laughs> is an art and obviously you know you're influenced by people around you and it's okay definitely definitely okay to be influenced to be inspired to you know incorporate things into your artistry because that's what art is about you know my thing is though <laughs> when you're doing that you still have to put some you in it it can't literally just be like i mean i feel like the first okay i didn't watch like the whole thing but the first like 30 seconds really just gave me like real duplicate homecoming vibes that's what i'm saying did it really though a very unseasoned mayonnaise toned down version of it Whoa. whoa Band-Aid. Whoa. Me and Charlamagne like this, and he always be going. That was like, now, yeah. sometimes I think he goes heavy on the mail, and the, but this was a great example. What's wrong with mayonnaise? I like putting little mayonnaise on my burgers. <laughs> yeah, you like barbecue sauce or you like mayonnaise? I mean, if we're being honest, I'm down for the barbecue ketchup and mustard. I mean, I know. All I'm saying is. <laughs> My, my point is, I don't know what my point is. It just read me the wrong way. That's all. But do you, Taylor? Art is art. What do you think, Paige? I'm going to be honest here. I did not watch Homecoming. I haven't seen it, the special. But I saw the Coachella video, like I know. Mm-hmm. Did not watch Taylor. I will not watch Taylor. But I think it's very weird. The pictures look exactly the same as what Beyonce did. And then it makes me think of what happened with Taylor and Kanye over the Beyonce, Beyonce video mm-hmm. not winning. And it's just kind of like, why would she Why would she put herself in a position for all of this conversation to happen? I, I get what you're saying, Shawnee. Like, publicity is publicity. But it's just very, it's a very odd way. I think that's what getting she's doing. This, but that has to be what she's doing. I feel it like she secretly be. admires Beyonce. Oh, of course. Like the rest of the yeah. world. But I get it. It is weird, though. It was weird. Okay, yeah. I think Paige put my feelings more in perspective. That shit was just weird. Like, Yeah. I did see a picture, though. They had briefcases. Did you see that <laughs> meme? That said, they look terrible. <laughs> somebody had briefcases. Did you like, see that man? Rain suits? <laughs> me good. I take his ass to Panera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, even the pose, though, like... When Beyonce opens homecoming, they do the little dream part, and then Beyonce do the pose, and you like, ah, it's B. Taylor did the pose, and you like, oh no, she did. Oh <laughs> like that's God. what I feel. The pose for what, Taylor? Oh my goodness. You know what? But like I said, <clears throat> Taylor, you're free to do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Be inspired. Do you? Us on the black community we we are just giving you the side eye that's all I'm saying yeah it was crazy alright black twitter was very funny that day too but moving on that's all I got for pop culture are you sure yeah that's a lot of stuff on that piece of paper other notes but not just pop culture okay well moving right along to the meeting of the mind section yes so, this week, we have Paige here because we want to talk about education. And I got, I don't know if you guys know, but this week that you guys are moving into, because when we drop this, it'll be Monday, it's Teacher Appreciation Week. Yes, Yay. it is. So, we have our favorite teacher here. Ooh. And also, <laughs> we haven't done a parenting episode in a while. So, we just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, 
I know you guys know I talk about Bree going to kindergarten all the time, but Bree is going to kindergarten as a mom. I just want to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to prepare her. And we just wanted to go over some things education-wise. You know, just as parents, we're not educators, so we don't know, no. Like, I feel like as a mom, I do the best I can for what I know to try to prepare, but I don't know, like, what they should actually know, what's expected, you know, just the general standards of education these days. So we have Paige here to help us, as long as with you guys, to navigate through those things. You know, what we should be stressing, what we should be looking out for, what we need to be advocating for more of, just how to be better assistants to teachers. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, although we send our kids to school and the teachers educate them, like, education happens, like we say all the time, in life as well. And yes. What you do outside of school, the environments that you have your children in, and the way you nurture them affects their performance in school. And, you know, you have to do your part. You have to help the teacher. Yes. Help the teacher help yes. you. You know what Please. I mean? Yes. So we're so excited to have Paige here. Yes. So before we get started, Paige, can you just give us like a little bit of background about yourself and your education background, things that you do now? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm in my third year of, of teaching. Um first year as um an autism teacher so um, this year I strictly work with students with autism um, but my professional role is as an intervention specialist so um I work with students who are on IEPs which are individual individual education plans um they're just for students who need a little extra help um to be on the same level as their typically performing peers um, I went to school for this, uh, for my master's degree. Um, I got it for K through 12, um, intervention specialist, but my undergrad was in middle childhood. So it's kind of a huge difference between what I originally thought I was going to be doing and what I ended up, what I'm ending up doing now. Okay. So. When you first, a question. So when you like first became a teacher, were you like, was this like, this is what I study for? Or are you like, this shit ain't nothing like school? Like, <laughs> it's you so know? funny because I was thinking about that this morning. Like, this, the way school is now is nothing like what I, when I thought, knew I wanted to be a teacher, this is not what I saw. What you expect, okay. The way that education is now, even my role, like my role was not something that it really existed when I decided I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. Like when you think of teachers, no one thinks of an intervention specialist. Most people look at me like, what, what are, what are you saying? It actually are? sounds like it's definitely needed though. Yeah. I feel like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. Like just school is way different than what I originally thought I was going to be doing as a teacher. Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead. What do you think are, like, some of the major differences that you've noticed compared to what you thought you were getting into to what you're actually getting into? Um, One of the things is kids. Kids are different. Like, kids are not what we were when we were kids. Um, And it's not any fault to them. It's just the generation now. Like, Mm -hmm. what they have access to. Like, internet, tablets, iPhones. Like... They have so much more access to information than we did that they know way more than we did. And it, and it's kind of hard sometimes to tell a kid something when they might already know what you're saying. They yeah. might know it better than you just because they have the Internet. They can Google it. They can come back to school the next day like, no, you said this. This is wrong. Like, yeah. no, I looked it up and I saw this. 
mm-hmm. and they're and kids are a lot more outspoken than we were. Like yeah. they are willing to come into school and be like, "Hey, you were wrong," <laughs> or "My mama said you were wrong." Or, I looked this up and you were oh wrong. Like God. we, we would have never went to school and said that. We would have told our friends. We would have called our friend. Like, hey, what the teacher said was not right. My mommy said, but no. Yeah, they will come in there and tell Ooh, you to your honey, face. Yeah, kids are yeah. kids are different. They are very different. I agree with that like because raising and Bree, i she's different different mm-hmm. but i'm like is she is, are you just different or like are all kids different and although i still think she's like different mm-hmm. the kids in general are different yeah. different I like you can definitely say different tell. one more time <laughs> but it reminds me of every what you just described me reminds me of i watched a show called jane the virgin and this Petra, the character Petra on there, she has these twins. And they're like five, but they're like super smart. And their brother is like four, but he like not, he just not as, he's smart, but he don't have that demeanor. Like they kind of remind me of like Brie. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to describe to Jane that they felt like their dad had like a drug problem. And Mateo is like a typical kid. And he like... She, they get in the car and she's like, tell her, tell her. And Mateo's like, well, she's like, ask them. So Jane's like, what? She's like, he's like, mom, what are drugs? So the girls are looking like, are you going to tell the answer, the real answer or not? Because oh, they know. She's like, so she's like, well, they're like a little, it will just depends. She's like, my mom up to security on the iPad this weekend. We're all caught up on the opiate crisis. Oh, oh my God. God. That's literally what like kids are. Yes, like and that's how kids are. They be knowing. They know. They know a lot of stuff. So with the like increased access outside of school, like tablets, computers, cell phones, like nowadays, like, um, you know, my ex, he has a little brother and I want to say his little brother had a cell phone and like seven or eight you know oh, what i yeah. mean like and not just the old like back in the day like i would get a my, I remember my mom bought me my first cell phone it was like a track phone you know mm-hmm. what i mean somewhere yeah. all i had was snake and i could dial and send text messages no internet none of that stuff is there anything that parents should be more mindful of with their kids you know when they are on that technology that maybe we don't think of but it is you know having an effect while they're in school yeah like it's funny you just said that because I was thinking about this third grader recently. He had an iPhone X. Oh, dang. An iPhone X. He's a third grader. What does he need an I? Now, I'm don't get me wrong. Though. In this day and age, not having a cell phone is not safe. Yeah. I would not Agreed. have my kid out here going to school for six hours, going anywhere out of my sight without some way of calling me if it's an emergency. True. Going, how you getting home? Like, having a phone is necessary. But having an iPhone X, (laughs) is that necessary when track phones still exist? You can still get a little minute flip phone. Yeah. I mean, it can still be somewhat of a smartphone. But it doesn't have to be an iPhone X. so much access. Because their iPhone X is just like my iPhone X. Everything I can do on my iPhone, they can do on their iPhone. And who's monitoring it? Yeah. Now, some parents do monitor. Like, you guys talked about that um, that guided access mm-hmm. on one of the recent episodes. A lot of parents don't know about that. Yeah. I taught some of my parents about that because I use it at work because sometimes the kids are trying to get on other stuff other than what they're supposed oh to. Oh, my god! Not that it's... Stuff like you know, not that it's stuff that they shouldn't be getting on, but it's not stuff that I want them on at the right. time. So I have to turn guided access on. Some parents don't even know that exists. 
so there's different versions of that that you could use on a cell phone to control what your child can access but some people don't utilize that stuff. yeah so you're letting your kid have access to google anything to ask Ooh. siri anything i mean they hear they hear stuff and then they're just like hey siri blah yeah. blah blah like you your kid can look up anything yeah, I had to get on Brie one day because I have an old iPhone that I let her play with, but it's, it's it's not on. But I heard her in the room like, hey, Siri. And she was just asking it to do shit that obviously it can't do. Mm-hmm. Hey, Siri, pick me out a dress. Like, pick out my clothes. <laughs> like, dumb shit. But it was just still like, she has figured out if I say something mm-hmm. to it, it'll talk to me. And like, she may say the wrong thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell her like, stop talk like stop doing that you can't talk to siri i only grown up talk to siri (laughs) well just even with having the phones it's like if you go into a school now the kids have the phones on them like they're out like if you go to a high school right now you might walk into a classroom and the kid is on their phone while the teacher is teaching like listen literally and even in the elementary school like i would have kids they'd be all huddled and they'd be on the phone it'd be like why do you have your phone out in the middle of math right now like put the phone why is he not in your pocket and i'm not one of the teachers that's like put it in your book bag because if it's in your book bag how can you access it if it's an emergency yeah Yeah. like in in this day and age you just never people coming into schools doing crazy stuff yeah i would prefer the kids to have their phone on them and i'm one of the teachers that's kind of alone in that like i don't care if it's on your person you can have it on you but don't have it out when i'm talking when i'm teaching when i'm doing something when you're not supposed to and looking up stuff you're not supposed to right you don't need to look up you know your favorite video and start playing music yeah when we're doing math right now but keep it in your pocket keep it in your book bag your purse like but don't just be on it but a lot of times you can't even tell the kids not to put it away like at the high school level you could tell a kid to put their phone away and they'll just look at you listen remember that internship i was talking about last episode when i thought i wanted Mm -hmm. to be a teacher so the experience that let me know i couldn't be a teacher i was in a health education class I, the the girl walks in to class. The bell has rung. She walks in on her phone. <laughs> yeah, right. No, after school though, probably. Yeah, no, my girl Mike. So the teacher like, excuse me, can I have your phone? She got a basket. So I'm like, oh, so like this is a thing. She like, do you pay this phone bill? The teacher like, no, I don't. But this is my classroom. She like, right, this is your classroom, but this is my phone. She like, I can leave your classroom. You can't have my phone. Oh my god! I was like, that's that's factual, actual, right there. So basically, we need parents to be more supportive, and you know what I mean, enforcing like, take your phone with you. Do not have it out. Yeah. Don't be disrespectful. Don't be right. Yeah. Don't, be Don't be disrespectful. And what the purpose of the phone at school is? Like, yes, you have your phone. Yes, I let you take it to school, but I don't let you take it to school so that you can play on it yeah i let you take it so that if there's an emergency you can call or text me if you need you know to use it for school projects because some teachers let kids use their phones to do research instead of using computers but like even with airpods now i mean kid you got long hair you got your airpods in you could be on the phone the whole time or listening to music and teacher not gonna know at all recording answers that Uh you needed for your test just press oh i didn't Uh even think about yeah, wow. cheating on stuff, but you got your phone on the tape. Like, yeah, the access is crazy with phones. And a lot of teachers' solution is to take them. And yeah. I'm I'm kind of like that girl, like, oh, you don't pay for this? Yeah. 
I don't like to touch children's phones. I don't pay for them. Yeah. So I don't want to touch it. I, the last thing I need is me to take your phone, lose it, drop it, break yeah. it. Yeah. And then yeah. you're looking at me to pay for Replace it. Replace the screen. And I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> what you this got like some type of horrible charge, a misdemeanor, a felony because they broke somebody's phone. Oh, offset. Oh my god. Yes. That's he crazy. slammed somebody's phone because it was eight iPhone or eight hundred dollars. It was a federal charge. Yeah. That's wild. I can't. I can't. Nope. Okay. Nope. So that's obviously something that happens with younger kids, but we probably see that more with like older, older kids. Yeah, older definitely kids. With older kids. Well, we know Bree's going to kindergarten. I'm preparing a mind for preschool but one thing that i know as a parent that was kind of annoying back in the day is like when the school supply list come out and then you'd be looking at the list like damn i gotta buy all of this stuff (laughs) (laughs) however i feel like everyone is aware now that a lot of times school systems don't really provide teachers the resources that they need listen so okay go ahead (laughs) wait (laughs) just because this is funny i was at a meeting at work on friday and found out at this meeting that the school should have been supplying me disinfecting wipes all year i have never been supplied a disinfecting wipe Mm -hmm. the school nurse the district nurse was like yeah you guys should have these gray tubs that have these disinfecting wipes Everybody's looking around like it's made. Y'all been buying them? What I've bought all every season, wipe, everything, yeah. everything. And, but I didn't. I didn't even know that. Like, yeah. who knew that they were supposed to be providing it? And if they're supposed to be providing it, where what are they? Yeah, or what are they doing with the money? Even boxes of, of tissue. They they don't give us boxes of tissue. That's why on school supply lists you'll see tissue boxes, hand sanitizer, because we don't get that stuff. Yeah. Nobody buys that stuff for us. So if we don't ask parents to buy it then we don't have it yeah. unless you go out of your way to buy it. And not all teachers are willing to do that. Just some some people are just not willing to. I'm not one of those teachers, but I also have a small class. I have six students. Yeah. I can buy tissue and hand sanitizer for six kids and me. But some, some of these classes have like 30 kids in them. Ooh. Well, 25 to 30 kids. Yeah. So how much tissue and hand sanitizer do are you, you think that through? is? Right. Like, that's a lot. But then some parents get kind of upset because... You know, you're asking all the parents to bring this stuff in, and some parents find out that, oh, other kids are using my kid's tissue box. Well, I guess it's a community gathering. Like, I want every parent to send it in so we have a pool of tissue to use for the school year so I don't have to ask you again. Right. And you know, some teachers do individualize it. Like, you know, this is just for your kid and not for the whole class. But, it's I mean, it's voluntary. I mean, you don't have to send that but it definitely in, helps. But it helps. I mean, you're hindering your own kid if you don't, because then what? What are your? What's your kid gonna use? Yeah. yeah. Like they just they don't provide us with stuff, and it, it's crazy that they don't. Like even glue sticks. Like, why does a parent have to buy glue sticks? It's school. Why doesn't the school have glue sticks? I yeah. don't know. I'm a teacher, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why the school doesn't have glue sticks. Yeah. I have to buy glue sticks. I I buy a lot of stuff though, but that's a personal personal choice Mm -hmm. like I just and again my class is small like I provide breakfast I've bought breakfast for my kids all school year school school food listen listen Mm -hmm. it sucks oh I already know (laughs) it's terrible I know I've told you but you've told me I googled the lunch yeah the the school lunch I mean the district I'm in is free now so that is nice because there are kids who don't have the money to pay for a school lunch mm-hmm. but the quality of the lunch is not the greatest there's not like there's a bunch of options for them to eat 
a lot of it is sugary and yeah. that's how breakfast was breakfast was like rainbow confetti pancakes and Mm-mm. cinnamon swirl cookie crackers how and can you give a kid that much sugar oh my God, and expect them to sit still in class the first month of school is when i decided i'm done with this i will buy cereal like i will buy it myself i don't need to the problems that i was having in the beginning of the year because all of the sugar and then they're supposed to Sit, sit and work and, and, yeah, that makes listen no sense. and they're bouncing off the walls because they got sugar and my kids like take medication so then sugar and medication and it's like it was just it was too much so we eat cheerios i've bought cheerios and almond milk all school year because i just but i also have six kids right so i can buy a box that. of cereal a week and we'll be good and i'm willing to do that some of my coworkers look at me like you're crazy like i would never buy like, I can't believe you do that. But because you don't it get reimbursed my- for that type of stuff, right? Well, I just found out recently that I can. Wow. Just found out. In May. <laughs> she has Just found out. But I, no one's been reimbursing me. But I, I haven't kept all the receipts. Like, I would have had yeah. to have kept every receipt. And I haven't done that. It's $3. Like, right. whatever. Like, it's, it's a box of cereal. I'm, I'm content with it because it's made my day easier. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, it's worth it to me to keep doing that. So, it doesn't bother me. But it bothers me the food they eat. Like, yeah. So one of the lunches is cheese sticks with a side of a cheese stick. What? Wait, what? It's like a warm cheese stick, like a mozzarella type stick. It's got cheese in the inside, and it's a bread. And then then they get a side of a cold mozzarella cheese stick. No, that's ridiculous. And then milk and raw that's veggies, a lot of dairy. and that's that's mm-hmm. lunch. That's one of the lunches. Yeah, I don't know. I pack your kids' know. lunch I will if be you packing can. my kids' like, lunch. For sure. I mean, and there's some lunches that they might, you know, look at the menu. Like, the fact that you even looked at the menu, like, I'm sure some of my parents have no idea what their kids eat. Yeah. Like, no idea. Because they don't take the initiative to look and see, like, what's on the menu today? What type of food are they serving my kid? Like, some parents are just like, well, they're eating. So, that's all that really matters. Which, at the end of the day, for a lot of the families, that is all that matters. Like, they are eating. They're getting some type of food, but... Outside of, like, the menus on the, typically the school's, like, website? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What other, outside of, like, looking at the menu, what other things would you recommend that a parent maybe go to the website to look into before, you know, the school year or every week or anything like that? See, that kind of depends on the school. Like, I know my school, we don't, the actual school website, like, isn't going to give you much week-to-week information. Like, there is a monthly newsletter, but that gets sent home in a paper copy, too. But, like, the school website really is just going to have, like, lunch and, like, days off and stuff like that. Um, School supply lists. Like, it it just kind of depends on the district that you're in and the school building that you're in. Because a lot of places don't require schools to you know, have a a certain set of information on their website. Some of them don't even use their websites for a lot of stuff. Like, it has basic teacher info, but a lot of it's outdated. Like, I'm still not on my school's website. Like, they can't find my email or my information because I'm not on there yet. And the whole school year is about to be over. Dang. Actually, that's incorrect. I actually had to look you up oh, on the you? registry of the did website, oh, and I didn't find you. Because oh, so. <laughs> as of a couple months ago, I was still not on there. Like, that's crazy, it took, though. It took it basically the same time that I looked at the menu, so it probably was like last month or the month. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy, because it's been a whole school year. So, like, my parents couldn't even look me up on there at first to even find my information. So it just it kind of depends on how the school district uses their website and what type of like manpower they have to utilize the website. Like I don't even know who 
really runs my school's website. Like, my specific. I know who runs the district. Right. But, like, my school, I have no idea who runs the website. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was trying to pull up statistics, um, obviously, for the episode. And I really wasn't finding any numbers anywhere. Um, but a lot of things I kept seeing were saying... Kind of what you were talking about earlier, how you said you were an IEP? Mm-hmm, IEP. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they were saying how, like, they would have teachers kind of rate their students to see if this person, you know, was kind of on pace or not on pace. And then they were kind of just comparing this school year to the next school year to mm-hmm. see if that student, is, are they doing better or are they still, like, not really on pace? Mm-hmm. And it was weird because they said, like, a lot of students, if they didn't do good this year, they still weren't doing much better the next year. And I kept seeing something kept popping up, and it was, like, basically improving the approach to learning, Mm -hmm. like, building a positive approach to learning and focusing, like, on how the child learns. Mm -hmm. Do you notice, like, major differences in students and how they learn? And, like, how can parents... I don't know. I'm just curious. Like, how can parents figure out how their child learns the best? So, like... When we all went to school, school was like, you fit school. So however the teacher was teaching, that That's was just it. how you had to learn. Yeah. School now is very individualized. Um, they differentiate for the different kids. So they try to use a lot of different ways to teach. So projects are not just like writing papers anymore. Like there's hands-on options. Um, there's like a lot of drawing and coloring yeah. versus just Very writing. Like things are just a lot more interactive because they're learning that more kids learn better that way. So just actually doing educationally based things with your kid will help you know how does my kid learn best? Are they learning better through us repeating these ABCs? Or are they learning best through watching this video? Because right. they might learn better through songs. Yeah. Like you would know early on, most kids have tablets and listen to videos. You would know early on if your kid is catching on to those videos quicker than they're catching on to maybe a flashcard. Right. If you're in the car pointing stuff out, seeing how quick they you know, identify colors, like maybe they're color oriented. If they like doing hands-on stuff, like, you know, I have experience with Brie. Brie likes hands-on stuff. She's going to be a kid where the teacher's going to have to do stuff where she can touch it. Like, that she likes doing, that keeps her attention. She might not learn best that way, but her attention is kept best that way. Because it's not even, anymore, it's not even really just about how best do they learn. It's how do you keep their attention? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do to keep a kid engaged for a whole lesson? Because even kindergarten, kindergarten is not like when we went to kindergarten. Kindergarten is not play. Like, it's not just we're playing all the time. Like, we're doing centers. We're doing assessments. You need to know how to read in kinder- by the end of kindergarten. Like, they want they want my kids to be reading. Preschool. I teach preschool. They want some of them to be reading. And some of them can read. Like, if you actually work on it with them, they can. Like, something as simple as signs in the, in the environment. When you're driving with your kid and you see a stop sign, hey, what is that? Yeah. It's a stop sign. Did you see that that's an S? S starts the word stop. Just little stuff right. like that. Like... You can tell kids whose parents engage with them versus kids who don't. Because kids who don't, they don't know anything. Like, they are literally coming to school blank. And that's one of the problems I see in school. It's like, when I get a kid that doesn't know their name, doesn't know how to spell their name, doesn't know what letters are in their name, I'm like, what What's do you on? do at home with your mom or your dad? Like, you don't do anything? Like, and that's like a first to me. Like, you know, a parent wants to see their kids take their first steps, say their first word. Why would you not want to be the one that helps them spell their name? You want a school to be, you want yeah. some random teacher 
to be the person to teach your kid how to spell their name or write their name or learn their alphabet. I mean, I have kids that don't know their ABCs from A to Z. Like, to be four and not know A to Z, I'm like, what do you do at home all day? Like, you, what, what do you do? You, yeah. you don't do anything educational at home with your parent. And it's not even that you have to sit there and teach them. You're not a teacher. I'm not expecting you to buy books and flashcards. And it would be nice. I think it would be a good thing to do. Show your kid that learning is important and that you're invested in it. But that's I'm not expecting every parent to be able to even do that. Like, some people don't even have a job schedule where they can't yeah. do that. But just like I said, in the car, see this stop sign? See this light? The red means stop? Like, just little stuff like that. Getting them to see things have meaning. So that when they get to school, it's not the first time someone's showing them that this letter A means A. Like, yeah. some kids are confused by that. Like, what do you mean this letter means a word? Like, what, what are you talking about? I get that. Yeah. That's why, um, like, I try to do little stuff. Because, like Paige said, and like I said at the beginning of the episode, I know I'm not a teacher. I mean, shit. I got a degree in education, <laughs> but still doesn't mean that I know. But the kind of stuff that I try to do with Bree is, like, when we are in the car, three-letter words is our new thing. Mm-hmm. So, when we every time I pick her up from daycare, I'd be like, all right, Bree, today's word is mom. And on the way home, we spell mom until we get home. And then the next day is a new word. We reflect on the day before and we do that. Or, like, I do have workbooks that mm-hmm. she can trace her alphabet. She knows how to write her name. Like, I make sure that we practice her name, her phone number, and her address. Because I just mm-hmm. feel like those are definitely basics that she should know. And she knows all of that. I just try to do what I think, you know, what I think would be beneficial mm-hmm. to her as she goes into a different environment. Because another thing, a lot of kids don't go... Sh- they don't go to traditional school environments before they go to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Bria goes to a home daycare. So, honestly, she doesn't know the structure of regular school. Mm-hmm. Like, her home daycare has a curriculum. They have um, lesson plans. Like, it is ran like a school. But the fact of the matter is, it's not a school. Her daycare provider is more like a nurturer. Mm-hmm. She's a teacher, but she and then her and Brie have like a bond. So I feel like she still gets away with a lot of stuff that she not going to get away in, mm-hmm. with in school. And that's going to be something that she's going to have to adjust to. So I also not even just on the educational stuff, but I try to work with her on the behavioral stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, and the thing is, she knows because she'll say stuff to me like, mom, when I go to school, the only thing I'm worried about is being still because like. I know you got to be quiet and I just don't know if I could be quiet that long. And that's because she knows already, like Paige said, like she's hands on. Mm-hmm. She's the type of kid. She wants to help me do everything. She wants to help me wash the dishes. She wants me to help me f- wash the clothes. Like if I'm doing something, she want her hands in it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm concerned too. Cause I know when she goes to school, like I feel like it's going to definitely be an adjustment, not academic wise, but I feel like on her end, it's more of adjustment behavior wise. So like as a teacher, how do you all even handle, you know, kids who come in and they're not just used to the typical school structure? So one thing that is important is communicating with the teacher. Like you're going to need to let her teacher know this is what I know about my daughter. This is what I know she's going to struggle with. She's going to have a hard time sitting still. 
they do so many things now. Flexible seating is something they do now. She might not even have to sit in a chair. She might be able to sit on a bouncy ball so that she can bounce a little bit while she's sitting there. But if you don't tell the teacher that, it might take half of the year before the teacher they even figure figures yeah. that out. And it's like, oh, maybe she's not a bad kid. She just needs some, some movement. Yeah. So being able to communicate with teachers about stuff you already know about your kid because these teachers like they're meeting your kid for the first time yeah and not only are they meeting your kid for the first time they're meeting probably 20 other kids for the first time and they're not gonna know or have the time to individually get to know your kid only like they're gonna have to be doing that with all the kids at the same time so that's a little bit more difficult but you brought up a good point about like preparing your kid for school like Mm -hmm. just like you have to prepare and code switch for work i feel like it it would be very beneficial if parents start talking to their kids about stuff like that like there are certain things you could do at daycare there's certain things you could do at home that at a school you can't do because school is kind of like how mommy's job is like mommy has to sit and do assignments i have projects that i have to do that i have to turn in you're gonna have to do the same thing you know when a teacher gives you a direction you're gonna need to have to listen to what they say even if you don't like it you can come home and tell mommy how you didn't like it you can even tell the teacher privately that you didn't like it but at that moment you know you just kind of have to follow the teacher's rules her classroom you know they follow the rules but in the same token make sure your kid comes home and tells you what is happening in these schools because sometimes your kid is right. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm a young teacher, so the way I look at teaching is very different than old teachers. Like, something I was thinking about in preparing for this episode is that, like, I just found out that one of my, my elementary school teachers is still a teacher. Think about that. Yeah. She was my fifth grade teacher, and she's teaching current yeah. children now. Yeah. She does not know how to teach these kids unless she has personally took it upon herself to research and to do some professional professional development, which is not required. Like for licensing purposes, you do have to do certain classes and stuff like that, but not about child development. Like I said earlier, children are different. So it and they don't change child development. Anybody who's ever taken a child development class, we've all learned the same things. This is how children develop, Vygotsky, Pavlov, like those things don't change. Like those things are going to always be universal, but kids are not the same. So the way she taught me in fifth grade, because when I was a fifth grader, I sat in my desk. I didn't talk. I didn't move. It was a quiet environment. You just knew that that's how you were supposed to be. Kids are not like that now. Kids are not going to sit. Kids are not going to be quiet. Like, classrooms are not quiet no more for real. Like, because kids don't sit and be quiet. How many of your kids sit and just be quiet? Yeah. It's just not a thing. But think about when you were a kid. There were certain times that you just knew in that environment you needed to sit there and be quiet. That you were just there to be there. Like, that your mom looked at you and you knew you were not supposed to talk. But now kids don't really do that. They just don't. But that's because we don't. We don't require that because that's just not the world now. Like, we we want kids to be more, more vocal. We want kids to tell us how they feel. We want kids to tell us when they don't like stuff. So then you put them in a school where you got this teacher who's been teaching for 30 years and she still wants the kids to sit there like robots. That's where some problems come into play. So if your kid's not coming to school and telling you or you don't know the teacher, like, you might run into an issue because your kid is just not meshing well with that teacher yeah and that could be a problem and as a parent you have to advocate for your kid like hey 
this teacher and my kid not getting along, not working well. What could we do about this? You have, as a parent, you have power. If your kid is not working well with a teacher, you could advocate for them to be put into another classroom. There are other, it's not like there's one kindergarten teacher in the building. Yeah. Like, if Bree's not doing well with this teacher, hey, can we discuss putting her somewhere else? Like, this is not working very well. This is why it's not working. She's telling me this. I'm seeing this. Like you could, and a lot of parents don't realize they could do that. Like you are your kid's advocate. You know your kid best. You want the best for your kid. Go into the school and tell them that. Like you have every right to do that. See, that's what I'm really scared of because I feel like I'm an over advocate, and I don't want to be one of those parents that's like, but, but that's over advocate for your but child. But that's a good thing. And oh, I know because <laughs> then they know that this kid right here. With this kid, like this kid right here, their mom is going to get in our ass if we don't yeah. do X, Y, and Z. So we need to make sure that we are making sure that this kid here, we are doing everything we're supposed to for. Because then you got other kids. I mean, I got parents that I've never met. One of my kids' parents, I, I've never met her. She never comes, never mm-hmm. comes up to the school. Nothing. I've had her kid all school year, like. How you don't know me? Yeah. Like, your kid is... I, I can't wait no, to I'm meet so Bria's to teacher. Meet, yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you should be. Like, they need to know you. You need to know them. You guys are supposed to be a team. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're both trying to make sure that your kid grows. Like, you mentioned IEPs. Mm-hmm. IEPs is a process that a lot of parents have no idea about. That sounds amazing, honestly. Like, any idea and a lot of people have a negative view of it because it's like oh my kid is special ed they they have an IEP that's special ed I don't want my kid to be special ed like no your kid is getting individual attention they're getting these classes have 20 plus kids in them like some classes and like next year I don't know how big classes are about to be in Euclid like some of these classes might be like 25 30 kids that concerns me already absolutely so with an individualized education plan your kid is getting pulled out and working with a teacher one-on-one on on some stuff that might be difficult they might need a little extra help with they might just not be learning it well through their teacher like a a iep is not a bad thing that sounds great it does like I love working with kids on IEPs. That's why I enjoy what I do because I much rather have an individual relationship versus that whole twenty five kids to you. Like I found out, I don't like that. I do that. Like twenty five kids versus me. No, it was yeah. not going well. Especially the way that kids are today. It was no, nope, nope, was not going well. Another thing that I wanted to discuss with you, a person who actually works in education, because. Where we live at, our school system is obviously going through some turmoil, which would basically, as a parent, turn me turn you off to sending mm-hmm. them to our school district. So, how do you feel about public school education versus private school education? Because I know a lot of times when the public school system essentially are failing as far as report card grades, then kids have the option to, um, like, the Ed Choice Scholarship, for example. If you live in a district where the, it's failing, then you can get a scholarship to go to private school. But do you feel like private school is really that much of a better option than public school? What? I mean, I don't think that it's no. a bad option. A private the thing about private schools is they have the smaller class sizes, so your kids getting more attention, they have more resources because they're getting money from you the parents or whoever's paying the tuition. Like yeah. there's more money, more resources. So, yeah, you are getting a, a lot more for your kids. So, I don't see any I'm not against public or private schools. Um 
But all that does is hurt. That hurts the um, public schools even more. Like the more you take kids away from public schools, the less they want to give public schools money because, okay, well, you don't have this kid anymore. So since you don't have this kid and all these other kids, then we don't need, we can take away money from you because now you got less kids. Like that's the way the money game plays with schools. So the more that kids are going to like Catholic schools and charter schools, that's less money that the state ends up giving to the public schools. Well, what were you going to say, Shani? Because you have made a face that made me feel <laughs> no, like you had an opinion. No, well, because I feel like my opinion is biased because I did go to private school all the way until I started middle school. So, you know, preschool, kindergarten, elementary, I was in a private school. And it was so interesting because I saw firsthand, like, the education I got in private school. And then I went to public school. I'm like, the fuck I learned this two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> but then I also realized it's, it's kind of one of the things where... It, it sucks, though, because Paige is right. They take resources from public schools, and then at the same time, not everyone can afford to go mm-hmm. to a private school. And it kind of ties back into the whole privilege thing. Yeah. Where, like, You know what I mean? In order to get a quality education, you kind of have to have money to either live in a better city district. with a better school mm-hmm. district, or you have to pay for private school. And it's kind of fucked up. It is. I feel like I've always had a different view on public and private school. Basically, I just always felt like I understand that private schools get better resources. And I do understand the whole, the benefits of those things. But I've just always been against paying thousands of dollars for education K through 12. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like if the education is offered for free then we need to be using our resources and taking advantage of it. I just don't see me spending $56,000 on education from K through 12 only to go around and have to pay, if my kid wants to go to college, mm-hmm. only to have to pay another $50,000 when as long as I'm working with the teacher or identifying what my child's weaknesses are and being able to provide them with additional resources, I feel like that's the route that... I would like to take mm-hmm. before I have to be like, oh, I'm putting him in private school and that's solution. Because I still feel like although the resources are different, the the general finished picture is the same. Mm-hmm. Like they're, we're all trying to reach the same goal. And I just feel like money is just always like the beneficial factor that makes people feel like it's better. But I just mm-hmm. feel like education is one of those things that it's not really materialistic. Like depending on the team the environment it can work like you don't have to throw it needs money but i feel like it's one of those you don't really have to throw money at the problem type of situations so i just never was a fan for private school i feel like obviously i don't know what the school systems are like because Mm -hmm. my kid isn't actually in school and i may feel differently as she goes throughout right now i just don't really feel like i'm just a all right, public school ain't working. Let's just jump to private school. And that's going to fix that type person. Yeah. And I mean, private school, because of the privilege, like it limits the kind of kids that they're around. Because there's only going to be a certain kind of kid that's going to be at a private school. It's going to be a kid that has money Mm -hmm. or has, you know, the scholarship. But if, you know, if you end up getting a scholarship, that means your parent is really involved in your education. So then you were, you already had that basis before you even got to that private school. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not a teacher that's against private school. Like I, because I'm an advocate of kids. Like yeah. if, if it's best for your kid, like do what's best for your kid. Like yeah. when I first started teaching at the school that I first was at, 
I felt like my friend needed to take her kid out of that school. And it was the school I worked at. And I was like, listen, I don't know what you want to do, but I don't think that he needs to go to this school because, and it wasn't even the education. It was the environment. The environment was not a good environment for him to be in. So she decided, well, you know what? I'm just going to do private school then. And I supported that because I did not, I would not have supported him (laughs) staying at that school. Just the environment was changing him negatively. Yeah. Not the learning. He was still learning. You know, he was still doing fine academically, but just socially and emotionally, he was not doing well. And that's a big issue in schools, not with the bullying and stuff like, and, and, it's more worth it to me to put your kid in private school if you're going to eliminate those kind of things. Yeah. Because that kind of stuff is going to travel with you as you grow up. It's going to stunt your growth. Like, So to me, that was more important. And that's to me, that's more what private schools are, are better for. Not really about the education. The standards are the standards. Like yeah. Private school and public schools pretty much teach the same stuff. They teach it different ways. They have different resources. But it's still the same like content. It's the environment and the emotional and the relationships and, and smaller class size, stuff like that yeah. that I think private schools are better for. Yeah. I mean, I definitely felt like when I went to private school, it helped me to socialize better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like that was kind of what you're saying as far as like the environment and mm-hmm. having to interact. Because I, I remember going there and there was maybe like, actually was a decent amount of black kids there, but only like six out of, there might have been like five. 15 of us in the mm-hmm. classroom total six kids were black but you had people it was a catholic school so people with different religions different mm-hmm. backgrounds and it helped me i feel like it brought in my scope of what the world looked like right. because obviously in my family i just saw people that look like mm-hmm. me um i don't know no i agree this with is that. tough it's more realistic of what the world what is the world look like yeah once you get um, on to- when you're in a private school but even like thinking of where we live most of these private schools are reflective of the community. Like, I agree. There's I not, and the community here. is primarily black. And most of these private schools are primarily black kids. So even that part of it is not even really the same as it was when we were younger. When we were younger. Because yeah. when I was younger and I had friends who would leave our public school, they would go to private schools where it was mostly white kids and kids of different religions. But now it, it's not like that. Most of like, St. William, St. Robert's, that's pretty yeah. much a, a all black. Like, there's pretty much. And that's I don't even where know my the schools around here. Wants, yeah. As soon as my mom heard about the Euclid, the situation that's going on there, she's like, I think we should look into sending Brie to St. William, St. Robert's. Like, she didn't even start school yet. How are we looking into something that's right? Like, it's not, we don't even know if it's an issue yet because right. we haven't even done so. Right. right. And that's what I mean when people when I say that people like just jump the gun as far as okay, so this is obviously better because like I mean, and then also coming from a person who never been to private school. But I also feel like I turned out okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's my other thing yeah. about it. Like, I know a lot of people who have came up very successful from our little public school education. Mm-hmm. So, I just don't... I feel like sometimes people try to discredit it. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to... I'm not trying to say I'm against private school education either. I just want people to give more credit to the public school mm-hmm. system than they do. Yeah, because I think what Paige was saying earlier is not necessarily the school system, but yeah. the parent being engaged in the child's learning and development Mm -hmm. as well yeah and on top of that just because like obviously i went to middle school and high school in public school systems 
even if you feel like maybe the teacher or the school system is failing you, there are other resources outside of school, different organizations where you can still have your kids, you know, you can take your kids to learn different things or, you know, experience sports, programs that maybe schools are cutting out, Mm -hmm. you know, so. Um, One of the programs for me that I'll never, I'll always remember this was I was in the cotillion and it was sponsored. I was in the Delta Cotillion. It was sponsored by the Delta Sorority. But um, I met so many different people from there. That's the first time I met a girl who went to boarding school. And I'm like, you go to boarding school? Like, what the? There's boarding schools around here? Or like, we had like an etiquette class where we actually had like a tea where they like taught us, okay, the little knife, you know, like mm-hmm. how to set up a proper place and just things that, okay, yes, these things are going to help me develop that I can learn outside of school. That's, I really, and then it, it, it like introduced me to new experiences and new things that I wouldn't have done from mm-hmm. school. But that's why, like I said, it's important. School is only one factor Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of times parents rely on school so much but it's not just the school it's Mm -hmm. the teacher the parent the school environment the child like it's all of those things that determine how your kid's going to be performed and you as a parent can always look for new ways to improve your kid's life so I I just think it's important that we that's why like when I okay so, some of the things that they were talking about cutting from our school system were, like, extracurricular activities. And I always am an advocate for extracurricular activities because I just feel like they teach you so many different skills. Like, you know, just how to commit to something. Mm-hmm. I feel like the kids these days definitely just are so ready to, oh, I, it's not going well, I don't want to do mm-hmm. it. Or just to you know want to go somewhere like some people some kids just want to go to school because they like the club that they're in Mm -hmm. they're not really a school person but they'll go because they like going to whatever it is that they're interested in so that's why when we heard all that I was thinking like okay that's you know that's messed up as a community we never want to see our schools losing programs like that but then the program that I'm trying to create it just made me feel like okay but this is another reason why these kind of programs are important too Mm -hmm. because now we're an ally to the school so okay they don't have extracurricular activities the the girls don't have the resources to be able to express themselves now we have another program that they can come and express themselves or do those kind of things we have more ways to impact them because now we know like they're missing something in school so it's just like don't even just think about school but think about like school the activities that you put your kids in the organizations around your kids just like all the resources that you can use to prepare your kid for just being a successful student yeah just relying on the schools is not it's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just not. Like, you know, everybody goes into the, their profession for different reasons. Yeah. Some people are teachers literally because they like math. Like, they love math so much that they just want to spread that love of math <laughs> to the young people. That's how my math Not that they was. like kids. Not that they are, you know, great with kids. Just they love math and they want kids to love math. So, sometimes that doesn't translate. Yeah. Sometimes that doesn't really work for relationships. I'm a person who wanted to be a teacher for the relationships. I noticed when I was young that 
the teachers I liked, I actually learned from. The teachers I didn't like, I didn't learn nothing, and it put me behind. So I was like, okay. At first, I wanted to be a math teacher. I'm terrible at math. But I was like, <laughs> if if kids like me, they'll learn from me. Yeah. Like So that's why I wanted to be a math teacher. I did terrible in college for math. Like I was failing math classes because I'm not good at math. <laughs> but I, and my advisor's like, you sure you want to be a math teacher? Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. I want to be a math teacher. I don't like math, though. But most people who want to teach math, it's just because they like math. Like yeah. If you want to teach social studies, it's because you love history you love social studies and maybe not that you love kids so to expect this teacher to just take your kid in and you know advocate for your kid and everything without your help doing it that's that's kind of silly to me like you if you're not going to advocate for your kid you can't expect some stranger who's just meeting your kid for the first time this year to just advocate for your kid when you're not. Yeah. If you're not acting involved, like you're worried about being a, an annoying parent to a teacher, be annoying. Those are the parents who get stuff done for their kids. Like, no, I wasn't worried. I was just saying, saying I that that's, know that's, no, that's, that's not going to be. Yeah, but like do it because that's how you're going to make sure that Bree is getting what she needs to get out of her school yeah. because you're on them about it. Yeah. If you're not on them, they're going to fall back. My mother, I don't know, like she had this education was one of those things that she stressed so highly mm-hmm. growing up like i she did not play y'all rochelle remember that one time you put me on punishment because i got a b my mom did the same thing and then, and then you made me go to tutoring because i got a b like a b like what is wrong with this lady but honestly, she just was like, no, because you can do better. You bring home A's, you're going to be bringing home these A's. Mm-hmm. Girl, I appreciate you. You always <laughs> put some serious work ethic into me, and I'm glad. But that's what I'm saying. Like, be those kind of parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, just be a team. Just be a team. Yeah. You got to be a team with the teacher. It can't be one side. It can't just be the parent, and it can't just be the teacher. It has to be both. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty much sums it up. What you think, Shani? Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to share or say for parents or anything you want parents to really enforce or share with their children to help better prepare them? Um, I mean, I would just conversations, just actually talking about school, and especially if your kid's never been to school before. Just school is different. Like what you went through in school is not going to be what your kid sees. But just even talking to them about what happened when you were in school because believe it or not when we were in school it was a lot stricter than what these kids are going to experience so you might be telling them stuff that doesn't even really happen but at least they're prepared that oh like this could get real like yeah. i could have like brie thinks that she's gonna have to sit still all day yeah. she already knows that's gonna be a problem but she's prepared in her mind if i receive a phone call <laughs> or email oh my about any bad behavior just know that's not going to be a good day for you and she is already like because i know if the teacher call you that's right i only want the teacher calling me for good stuff if she has to call me about some bad stuff oh and if i ever have to leave oh work God. oh no baby so these are the kind of things i'm already she already got in her head uh-huh. and i'm i want you to fear that because yeah. i want you to go in there and act right uh-huh i mean you would be surprised at how many kids when like threatening to call a parent really doesn't work that well anymore like oh, i'm gonna call your mom like okay Call your mom. Call her. Call mom. Let's call her. Like, okay, let's call her. Call the mom. Mom talks to them. They get a little sad for a minute. Get off the phone. (laughs) And it's right back to what it was. It's like, oh, okay. Because as much as you're like, oh, let me have to leave work. You're not leaving work. Uh (laughs) What you leaving work for? Ain't nobody leaving work. Exactly. And that's why I say don't worry about this. The kids know this. 
the way of the world is different. These kids know for oh a fact my God. mommy is not about to leave her job to come up here for nothing. So go ahead, call her. My mama's Especially teacher. Especially like, because my mom said we have bills to pay. My mom, call her. She's not leaving. We have bills to pay. <laughs> She's the only one paying that. <laughs> Hey, for real, for real. Okay, okay, cool. So takeaways: talk with your child, parents, communicate with your teacher, build a relationship with the teachers, um, be invested in your child's education. If you have the means to buy supplies, buy them. Help yeah. out the community. Help out the classroom. Um, prepare your kids for school. As a parent. You don't have to be a teacher, but you should engage with your child outside of school. Mm-hmm. Like Paige said, if you're at a stop sign, just pointing out things and trying to take time to identify how your child learns. Um, did you have anything else? I'm just recapping. Mm-mm, okay. I feel like that's... Okay. Cool. Well, Bianca going to roll her eyes, but my self-care share actually this week was to, if you have children or, you know, a younger you know, person in your life to take some time this weekend and engage with them. You know, whether it's this a that bullshit. I've this been is real about though. This, okay, no. we just talked about Listen, this. Go ahead. This is real though because obviously there are. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Parents who are single parents who work nine to five, well, shit. Some of them work nine to nine, mm-hmm. and when they come home, they're feeding their child, they're going to bed, and they don't really think about taking the time outside of school or daycare to engage with your child. Not everyone is as fortunate to have outings with their kids, you know, take them to the beach and see how they're feeling emotionally <laughs> and mentally, you know? So if you haven't had a chance to do that, this would be the week to try to fit that into your schedule, even if it's only 30 minutes, you know, talk with your child, engage with them, see how school is going, all that type of stuff. Okay. I actually... I'm gonna let this shit slide for again. <laughs> you don't have to let this slide because this is it. But like, this um, is what it is. <laughs> for to Shani's point though, I was definitely thinking about this this week because obviously I go to work and Brie goes to daycare and I do other shit. And by the time we get home, I'm clearly tired. And one day this week, I came home and I'm like damn why won't she leave me alone for like 30 minutes because she was very clingy and i'm like i had to think like your kid literally doesn't see you all day Mm -hmm. they're gone with somebody all day when they come home she not looking at me like oh mommy had a long day she's tired she's looking at me like i ain't seen my mommy Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. we about to do because she's just used to us we we close like i go out of my way to make sure that no matter what's going on, I spend at least some quality time with my daughter, whether we playing a game, whether we're doing educational games, whether we just talking, like, I make it a point to spend some time out. Because think about it, like, I don't get home till six. Then I got to come home and cook. And then I got to make sure the house clean. Then I got to get us both ready for the next day. It seems like by the time I look up, it's already 8 o'clock. And I I like to be in bed by 9, 30, 10 o'clock so that I can wake up super early. So I don't have that. Mm-hmm. We don't have that much time to spend together. Which is the point of the self-care share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think she's right <laughs> because we do have to make sure that we're going out. And I also, not even during the week, but like Shani said... I make sure that me and Brie go on a mother-daughter outing like once a month where yeah. it's just me 
and her and we just doing something fun that she liked to do. Yeah. So. And I mean, I know it's self-care, but at the end of the day, our children, they don't necessarily understand what self-care is. So yeah. even taking this time to, you know, show them or, you know, sometimes you have to take time out of your day, baby, mm-hmm. for, yeah. you know, yourself or to spend with your loved ones. Slow down, reflect. So, yeah. Yeah. You're all right. All right. I like it. Okay, so this week's uh, PTB is actually two. Their names are Danielle and Asha. They have a meal prepping company. The company is called She Cooks Co. They have a website. Their uh, website is shecooksco.com. They are actually located in Detroit. So our Detroit homegirls, I guess this is specifically for y'all. Y'all can look up their stuff, though, because honestly, if I lived in Detroit, I would definitely use their services. Their website is super cute, too. So you get to pick from a traditional plan, a low-carb plan, or a vegetarian plan. All of their plans come with four ounces of protein, eight ounces of carbs, 16 ounces of veggies. So you know exactly what you're doing. I don't know if you're counting your carbs or your macros, but obviously. <laughs> What's the macro? <laughs> What's the macro? Shit, I don't know. I didn't hear some people say that shit. So I'm just trying to <laughs> macros, call whatever you count it. They got you. Um, their website is super cute. They also have a web, uh, uh, Instagram, shecooksco.com. Their food, it's good, it's healthy, and it's good. You know that sometimes healthy food can sound bland, but they had a pop-up shop this one time. I was in Detroit with visiting my best friend when I got to sample some of their uh, food. Good. So, <laughs> check them out. <laughs> Again, Shani will link the information. The website's called shecooksco.com. Two beautiful black women. Oh, one thing I really like about their um, meal prep services, they deliver, but they also have a pickup, and they cook out of a shared kitchen space in Detroit, which I thought, I don't know if they had those in Cleveland, but I think that's really dope. Like a space where you can rent out, cook there, mm-hmm. so you know exactly where they're cooking at, and... I just, you could pick it up if you want to. I thought that was great. So, like I said, they're located in Detroit. Um, she Cooks Co. Check them out. I'm trying to get on your healthiest summertime. We kind of get snatched. <laughs> oh Bring that God. summer body to the beach. <laughs> summertime, fine. Whatever you got to do to motivate yourself, Gil. Include them in your regimen. I'm telling you. Snap, snap. You'll be good. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> they should hire you. <laughs> you know. That's good. All right. That's all I got. Okay. You ready with the quote? Oh, I thought you wanted to say something else. No, the web, I obviously I haven't had any of the food because they're in Detroit, but I will be in Detroit soon. So maybe I'll look and see if they're having another pop-up or something to check it out for sure. But their website is super cute. I'm actually on it right now. Yes. Okay. Um, My quote for today, obviously we're talking about education. So my quote for today is education's purpose is to replace an empty mind with an open one, which I thought was great because we just talked about how education is different. Now it doesn't look the same, so you have to be open-minded about how kids learn. Why are you making that face? I'll stop. Thank no, you, that's Paige. good. It's a good quote. I don't know. Shani just gave me this this look that I couldn't really okay, describe. Okay, that's because at the beginning of the episode, she like, ooh, I got my quote. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Are you going oh, to share it? it more. And she was like, no, nah, because I want to see your reaction when I say it. <laughs> so I just was, I don't know. Like, that's a good quote, though. 
It was good, but it wasn't what she expected. No, she kind of made me feel like, you know what happened? You you didn't purposely do it, but you... Have you ever heard of over-promising and under-delivering? Yeah. That's kind of what it was. I got you. Okay. Y'all suck. Y'all <laughs> but it was a good quote, though. You know, it's for cool. sure. Yeah. I always be trying to tie shit together. You know, we're not always going to get the same reactions that we expect. That's something we got to learn as humans, you know. We expect certain things from certain people, and when we don't get happen, it, you know, we just gotta realize yeah. that that's life. That's You're life. not gonna always get what you not expect. Keep pushing. Correct. Yeah. So, like always, please do not forget to like, comment, subscribe, and rate our podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Don't forget to tell a home girl to tell a home girl. Drop us in your group <laughs> chats. Um, Instagram DM messages, um, you know, however you communicate with your homegirls, email, like, I know, put together bitches be emailing each other, so, like, email the link, girl, while you at work today, <laughs> check out this episode, you know. No, send it over to Skype, uh, <laughs> send it over to Skype link, you know, do what you, you gotta one. do. Never mind. My coworker listens to our podcast and, and on Twitter in the background on Mondays, so... Okay. <laughs> if he's so random, because I don't know he's doing it, then he IM me something I said in the episode, and I'm wow. like, here you go. <laughs> but you gotta love your supporters. Well, thank you guys for listening. This one was actually kind of long. It was. But we'll need it for sure. For sure. Thank you for being here, Paige. We appreciate well, you. They probably income. like, she always dropping Paige names, so I'm glad to see that she's actually a real person. <laughs> right. right. And on the show. Right. So. Telling all Paige business. Right. I mean, if you're a part of my life, you're a part of the show. <laughs> so. Ooh, that's facts. Good job. It is. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.